Blog Talk Radio. listeners in the U.S. and around the world. I'm Jackie Laura Jones here with you again for True Forgiveness Teachings on Tuesday, April the 6th. Hey, welcome everyone. We have our good friend Bruce Rawls here as we do um, the first Tuesday of every month. It looks so forward to it and we, we did just have the Easter holiday and I know it's a real you know popular time for course students and teachers to talk about the crucifixion or the resurrection and so um i wanted to start off with that um welcome bruce hey jackie thanks for having me on your show again i always enjoy our conversations yay it's always fun (laughs) to join in this way and i always get such good feedback about it and i i want to remind people out there you know i get some emails of people that are going through some rough stuff. Uh, We all have that here in the land of duality, right? We're having our our good times and our bad times and our, you know, mediocre times. Um, But, you know, you guys are never alone. I mean, some of you say you tune in to this podcast when you're doing meditative walks, you know, you're playing it, or some of you are cooking in the kitchen, or some of you just need a little boost. I I appreciate all your emails. I, I, I read them and um, and hopefully respond in a time, timely manner. But another reason I love to join with Bruce and I love to just talk about these principles as Bruce and I are, consider ourselves students, <laughs> first and foremost, too, is that mm-hmm. you're never alone, you guys. I mean, it really, you're, it, it feels that way sometimes. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, clients are emailing me and, you know, we're all going through some rough things, and it's just nice to have these reminders of the dreamlike nature of the world so that whenever, you know, we really get in a rut, we just, what if we just can't get out of the darkness or we're, we're holding on to a grievance that seems particularly hard? Just remember in your mind that there's always another choice when you're ready to make it, you know, with, with no pressure. And you can think of me or think of this podcast or think of, you know, Ken Wapnick or any, anything that just, you know, reminds you that we're all in this together. So I just kind of wanted to put that out there in light of just, you know, some recent um, emails. And I just became aware of that, that we all just go through some ups and downs, don't we, Bruce? Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point. When you mentioned the word alone, I, I was actually thinking earlier today about you know the the whole idea of aloneness, um, and in the context of the two thought systems that, of course, miracles uh, posits as the only two there are, uh, which is the ego's belief in separation, um, which is every everyone and everything is alienated from everything else, and the the belief in shared interests, which is really just sort of a stepping stone or a gateway idea to the perfect oneness that it really is beyond the scope of the course, as ours right. as, our, as is the, the pure non-dual teaching of the course. Uh, we we really don't have a way to wrap our heads around that. I mean that's that's just so far out of our our league above our pay grade, so to speak. <laughs> but, right. but you know, in terms of where we think we are most of the time, but but we occasionally get glimpses of it. 
And, and I think the closest thing in this world that we could relate to would be a, a sense of, of genuine intimacy, and not necessarily physical intimacy, but just a true connectedness. And I was thinking in order for us to even want to have that level of intimacy with everyone and everything, we would want that to be based on a peace that's unassailable. We want it to be, uh, to be founded on a, a, a contentedness and an innocence and a gentleness and a comfort that is beyond anything we could imagine in this world. And that's really where the course is leading us. And, and that's how it places such importance on, on forgiveness and looking at the thorns that we put metaphorically on our own head and project out onto others. And, and the, the, you know, the, all the little small and, and large, seemingly small and large crucifixions we do of ourselves and each other on a daily basis. And how the course just says this needless sacrifice, needless suffering. Um, but but like you say, you know, we go through these. We're we're all going through a curriculum of undoing or unlearning, where we're learning to to see the the craziness of the ego's thought system, which our our beloved teacher Ken Wapnick called a maladaptive solution to a non-existent problem. <laughs> I still love it. Isn't it? That's such a great line, and, and it really Fantastic. says so much. But what we what we need to do in order to get to that piece more quickly. And to to really you know minimize and mitigate the suffering that is needless, um, I just notice all the ways that we keep bringing needless suffering back into our minds by choosing a thought system that doesn't work for us. And and I think that's those are the thorns. Those those are the little mini crucifixions or maxi crucifixions. I, I have my own personal mnemonic device, and that is. Um, Sometimes in my more comic moments, I refer to myself, uh, not usually publicly, but <laughs> it was, with, within, within a, a course group, this, this is kind of fun. I, I call myself Bruce-a-fiction. Oh, that's <laughs> because, hilarious. You because, so you know, because, I mean, really this individual self that I think I am is all made up. Everyone's individual self is, is really a fiction that we make up. But to the degree that we make big deals about it, to that same extent, we're – we're basically crucifying ourselves. We're basically suffering needlessly. And I think that's why there's, especially in the, in the later years of, of Ken Wapnick's teachings, he, he emphasized making it about the other person, being kind, being, being compassionate, and, and you know, it's trying to see things from everyone else's perspective, not because it's, it's you know, a noble thing necessarily, but, but you know, as Ken pointed out, it, you'll feel better. You know, it's, it's a <laughs> right, you'll right. actually, you'll actually, you know, Good have reason. a better experience. Yeah, it's very practical. It's very pragmatic and very, you know, kind of meets meets our bottom lines where we think we are. And and if you're more peaceful, um, you're going to want to be closer to everyone and everything because it'll be a more comfortable experience. Because nobody wants to be around, uh, you know, someone who's miserable, unless of course you're an ego. <laughs> yeah, the ego loves but misery. There's no, but there's misery no real joint. Yeah, there's no real joining in the ego thought system. It right. really all it is is you know bartering and swapping and and bargaining for different you know uh, victimhood stories essentially. You know, but there's there's no real joining there. It's it's all just a matter of of you know one downsmanship. <laughs> oh, what a, what a, this is one of my favorite <laughs> skits. If you haven't seen it, if you if you Google the four Yorkshiremen. This, okay. This, this, <laughs> there's it's, it's a Monty Python skit 
where four oh, of the so Monty funny. Python troupe uh, in their early, I think it was fairly early on in their their uh, series of wonderful, you know, years of <laughs> comic relief. Right. They they had the four guys sitting around in smoking jackets and in in in, uh, in in you know lounge chairs kind of thing, and they they were they were you know kind of exemplifying oh this is the good life you know we've got it made and and uh, but they were reminiscing about how it wasn't always this way and 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 <laughs> it's this wonderful exercise in one downsmanship where where they said yeah when I was young it was tough you know we we barely had two you know two pennies to rub together and and uh, you know our broken down house and and uh, you know only you know one meal a day and 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 the next person oh you were lucky you had a house you know we had a box to live in and and uh, right. and then, oh you right. oh you had a box oh man we 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 would have loved to have a box you know we we right. lived in the gutter and 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 pretty soon it got escalated to the point where it's uh, oh you know what the, the last person is oh my you know my father would kill us three times before we went to bed and we have to get up you know. To get right. up to go to work, you know, an, an hour before we went to sleep every night. <laughs> you know that that right. kind of hyperbole. Yeah, oh, it's just it's just hilarious. But but if you haven't seen it, it's it's pretty funny. But it's what we all do as egos. We all yeah. want to be the, the if you remember the old Queen for a Day story. We want almost want to you know aim for the most miserable story as martyrs and as victims, even right. if we do it unconsciously. But that's right. the ego. The ego drive is is you know the the race for the bottom of of the the pity pool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, and, and this is not to minimize or or, or uh, you know deny or in any way repress anything that anyone has experienced. And because we do need those experiences, we do need to get out the stuff that's going on, and True. oftentimes talk about it with family members and friends and counselors and whoever you know very whoever, you know. And and you're in that position, so I'm sure you deal with this all the time. And and it yeah. really is very therapeutic. It uh, sure and we is. Need to, we need to talk about all that stuff with, you know, our, our confidants. And, and, but if we do that with the intention of wanting help and wanting help from the higher power, if you will, that, that the Course calls the Holy Spirit, or I like to call it inner kindness teacher, um, that gives us an opportunity to see that there's a way out of that downward spiral. And there really is a way to p- find a place in our mind where we don't need um, – to keep justifying our anger and our upset and our our turmoil and 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 we actually wean ourselves of the need for wanting to be miserable and that is something that that uh, the course addresses very squarely when it says you know your your real fear is your fear of redemption and when you first right. read that it's like what what yeah. what do you mean I'm afraid of redemption I'm afraid of mean? peace. What, right. are you, what are you talking about there? But Sounds when you really crazy. look at the at the things we entertain in our minds, it's just a, a staggering thing. So a lot of times, you know, people who've studied the course for a number of years will say, "Well, my life seems to be getting worse." Well, what if it's actually your mind on ego has always been an abysmal, wretched <laughs> prison house? But right. but the more you start paying attention to it, the more you start uncovering. Those right. thoughts that run rampant every day, the more you realize, oh, that's been there all along. I just right. need to, to choose against it. Right. Oh, yes. Well said. Great, great points all. Um, 
speaking of, you know, victimization, I wanted to just read, um, as I mentioned often on this podcast, we, we, it's global. And so we often have new people tuning in and uh, I wanted to just read what the crucifixion, what A Course in Miracles is saying that the crucifixion is, um, which is from Ken Wapnick's wonderful glossary index for A Course in Miracles. Uh, the crucifixion, of course, refers to the, the killing of Jesus, an extreme example that taught that our true identity of love can never be destroyed, for death has no power over life. But crucifixion is also defined as a symbol of the ego's attack on God and therefore on his son, witnessing to the reality of suffering, sacrifice, victimization, and death, which the world seems to manifest, right? And the Course is saying that our resurrection is our awakening in the mind from the dream of death, which means the dream of the body. You know, the ego had to make up life. Course is teaching us, and Jesus is clarifying his messages that life is on, there's only life in heaven you with God and your creator but the, the ego and its a- attempts to usurp power has to make up life so it makes up its crowning glory to witness the reality of the illusion the body and so what's the opposite of life then the body dies right and so when the course is saying there is no death it's because it's not real life outside of heaven. So the resurrection is the awakening from the dream of death. And that's what we're going to be discussing uh, today. And I wanted to read a quote, um, Bruce, that I put in our description from the text, chapter six, section one, if anyone wants to look it up, paragraph seven and uh, lines one through six Jesus says to us, your resurrection is your reawakening. I am the model for rebirth, but rebirth itself is merely the dawning on your mind of what is already in it. God placed it there himself, and so it is true forever. What's already in it, guys, remember uh, Bruce and I and the Course is always talking about your power of choice to choose again well the right-minded choice where the holy spirit jesus um the atonement is saying that we've never separated so it's your your resurrection is dawning on your mind of that it's already in there the atonement is just a thought away remembering that we don't need to suffer and sacrifice jesus was giving us an extreme teaching lesson which he says we don't have to repeat he was teaching that your identity is not the body that's why the mind his mind reanimated the body and appeared and the lesson was that you cannot die right Mm -hmm. so that's putting it putting a a different spin on it isn't it bruce it (laughs) is and and i think we've all grown up with yeah Oh, I, I, yeah, I was just going to say, the, the, the challenge I think for all of us, no matter whether you're new to the, the course or you've been studying it for many, many years, is that whenever you pick it up, it's like it's always only talking about the mind. And yeah. to try to apply it to the level of form is, is just asking for what the course calls level confusion. And, and uh, right. if, if, we try, if we try to you know, take a, a pure, this pure non-dual teaching 
and and apply it to the level of form, it's just it's not going to make any sense. But once it once you right. kind of get above the battleground of of the world and and allow yourself to be lifted up in that in that spirit, if you will, to to where you you realize that our real identity is a mental identity, and that's not something we're used to thinking of. And that's why the the those early workbook lessons and then continuing on throughout, um, you know, where it says, you know, I've given everything that I see all the meaning that it has for me, things like that. Uh, right. If, if I can remember that everything that I'm perceiving is a projection of a thought system that I made up, and until I look at what I denied in order to make that projection, you know, important, I'm going to continue to see a world that is cruel and mean-spirited and, and nasty and ugly. <laughs> and, you know, a couple right. of, couple of uh, workbook lessons ago, if you're doing them by the calendar, 93, you know, it's uh, life and peace and joy abide in me. But it starts out with, you, you believe you're the home of evil, darkness, and sin. <laughs> so right. in order to get to the light and peace and joy, we've got, we got some undoing work to do, you know. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Undoing. Key, yeah. key phrase is what the Course uh-huh. is teaching us to undo this thought system that, that we've made, that we're sinful and guilty and therefore deserve punishment, which is why yeah. we're always perceiving ourselves as a victim. Others are punishing us. Sometimes we're punishing other bodies, right? Because mm-hmm. we all have to be victims here. We're all feeling guilty for seemingly, but we think we did, you know, separating from our creator and killing him off in our myth, you know, the ego's myth. And so we think God's coming for punishment, right? Um, and so, you know, obviously God being perfect love, just oneness, doesn't even know of any type of punishment, doesn't know of any yeah. form, any separation of any time, of any kind. But like Bruce, you're saying, it, it takes a while to undo those thoughts because indeed we are having the experience that we're having seemingly. And mm-hmm. so it takes a while to choose the miracle over a grievance because we want to hold on to our grievances, you know. Um, let me just continue on real quick with that paragraph in the description from the text, chapter 6. Um, God placed it there himself, so it is true forever, the dawning on your mind. Jesus says, I believed in it and therefore accepted it as true for me. Help me to teach it to our brothers in the name of the kingdom of God, but first believe that it is true for you or you will teach amiss, right? So this is really interesting. He wants, Jesus wants us to teach by our defenselessness when we're seemingly attacked, right? We want to demonstrate that we've joined with the right mind's content of love where Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the atonement is when we're defenseless. We recognize that, well, there's nothing to defend because it's our own projection coming from a mistaken choice. So Jesus' lessons in love, that's the name of uh, this chapter, the lessons of love. Jesus' lessons in love, betrayal, right? Assault, Mm -hmm. attack, are illusions. And so we merely need to choose against them by accepting the miracle, the Holy Spirit's atonement. There is no life outside of heaven, right? You haven't separated. And yeah, yeah. then we'll reflect well, that choice out 
the content of love in our mind will take form in whatever way is more, most helpful to people, right? Yeah, yeah. And and the the example you mentioned a moment ago, you know, like if, if somebody's coming at you physically with a knife, um, being defenseless uh, from the course's perspective has nothing to do with getting the heck out of the way if you see, see someone coming at you with That's a knife right. or, or a shooter. It's not or, about or, form, or, guys. Yeah, yeah. Or if there's, if, if there's some, you know, like for in my case, a few, a few weeks ago, if, if a truck decides that it wants the lane near in, you know, it's probably a good oh. idea to scoot over if you can. <laughs> probably a good idea to move out of the way. <laughs> oh my God, did that rather, happen rather to than, you? Oh. R- rather oh. than, than pick a fight in, in, by, by, by swerving back toward it, you know. <laughs> right, not a good idea. Yeah. Not yeah. a good idea. So, so it's, never, it's never about, you know, not defending yourself and, and driving defensively and, and living, you know, in an appropriate, normal way on the level of four. Correct. But it's always about identity. Do I need to defend the identity that I've adopted as an ego? That's really at the crux of what the Course is talking about. Exactly. And, so, and, and those are the places where if we, if we continue to have those kinds of feelings and thoughts where we feel at the mercy of the world, that's what we need to look at. We need help from our inner kindness teacher to look at that. We need every, every opportunity to, to see where, um, you know, we're, we're seeing that, um, you know, we're seeing something that we made up and believing that it's true. And the stuff that we right. made up is all of our interpretations about the world. The world itself is neutral. I mean, and then right. the course even goes so far as to say there is no world, the central thought the course attempts to teach. But that's, that's really kind of an advanced idea. And at most of the time, even, you know, people that I know who have been studying the course for years, you know, will readily admit it's like, well, yeah, but the, where, where you have to really practice this and where, where the rubber meets the road is to forgive yourself for all of your tendencies to want to attack, to want to defend, to want to, you know, further the warfare in your mind against well, everyone that. and everything. Um, and that's where we find um, the obstacles to peace and systematically undo them with the help of that inner kindness teacher. So it, it's yep. just, well, just noticing that. moment to moment to moment how much we want to be some kind of victim or martyr or, or you know, doormat of one sort or another or conversely be be a victimizer or be an abuser right uh, you know it doesn't really the matter which side, side of the dream coin yeah, right yeah, yeah exactly it doesn't matter which side of the dream coin that's so true speaking of um kindness i wanted to read uh for the listeners bruce something that you posted in your latest blog or at least i think it's it's the latest one I that I read. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I just, it's so funny. I, I, I just, for some reason I was just, I'm clicking, you know, I was like, you know what, let me, let me look at this, you know, and um, you're, you taught a class and you, you resurrecting kindness, <laughs> I think was your title. And from there you said, and then I'll ask you to comment on it. Sure. Kind rhymes with mind. Kindness, from ACIM's perspective, is all about the mind and never about behavior or form, although kindness is reflected in the world when we become, quote, spotless mirrors. Those are the moments when we accept the Holy Spirit's translation of everything instead of the ego's misinterpretation of every little thing. And then the course quote about that is, quote, 
In this world, you can become a spotless mirror in which the holiness of your creator shines forth from you to all around you. You can reflect heaven here, yet no reflections of the images of other gods must dim the mirror that would hold God's reflection in it. And then you say, kindness heals, kindness blesses, kindness comforts. This all takes place in the mind. I needn't worry about the expression on the level of form, meaning in the world, because if I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, which I like to call my inner kindness teacher, the expression, manifestation, and reflection in this dream world are automatic. I love that. <laughs> well, I think it's true. You know, when, when we get the heck out of the way, <laughs> you know, right. it, 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 it's, it's easy. courage it, and it, willingness it, to get out of the way because we want to be right. And, yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we just need to look at our investments in all the stuff that we made up and, and make big deals out of. Um, I, th- I think I might have mentioned recently, I don't know if I didn't since we last talked, but uh, my wife and I uh, are, are fans of Bill Murray movies. So we watched a couple of them back oh, to back. So funny. About, oh, I don't know, a couple months ago, I guess now. And the two that we watched, one was where he's coaching a little league team. I forget the name of the movie, but uh, uh, the, the team was a little despondent because they, they they were losing games like crazy, you know. And Is it Bad News Bears? Was that I it? think that might be it. Yeah, my, one of those, you know. One of those, okay. I don't know exactly. It was actually it was actually a documentary about his movies that we we saw this quote, and nice. uh, and anyway, <laughs> and he he just says to the the little little guys on his team, he says, "It just doesn't matter. Oh, it just doesn't meatballs. matter. That's that, right. That must, that must have been it. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that I think that was the one. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that." And, and then the, another movie, he has almost the identical quote. It just doesn't matter. It's, it's right. The Razor's Edge. My where, sister Cindy and I love that. It just doesn't matter. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> now, now, getting to that place sometimes takes a lot of practice. So don't, you don't be discouraged if you find things of matter a whole lot. But if of you course, can just kind of, of remember in your saner moments to just kind right. of bring forth your, your inner Bill Murray <laughs> and, and just kind of <laughs> smile a little bit and say, it just doesn't. But the other place he said that was in another movie, very different kind of movie, where he it's, it's actually a remake of, a I think, like a 30s or 40s story, uh, The Razor's Edge, where... Uh, this young right. man goes to the Himalayas and and you know searches out the meaning of life and has all these experience you know life experiences and and there's a you know a lady he's fond of and is is hoping to come home and and start a relationship with her and and he uh, discovers that she's now married to someone else and there's all these other you know uh, setbacks and 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 reversals and things like that and, and the story if I remember right it's been a while since I've seen it now again but but you know it, it at one point you know he uh, is asked you know well. Or something, but he he basically makes the comment. You know, it just doesn't matter. You know, in mm-hmm. other words, he's he's not going to allow what his expectations about the world are to to defeat him. I mean, sure, yeah, go for the things that you want in life, but but if those in, in the world, but but if those things don't happen, if we can cultivate an awareness that that what we're really here for is the classroom of forgiveness and not the prison of expectations, you know. And, and that's, that's where we can be become free. Ah, oh, become free. Oh, my gosh. Now, my theme today has been freedom. 
Because yeah. as I was driving home earlier this afternoon, I heard, speaking of movies, I think it's, it's one of my favorite movies, uh, Running Scared with, um, oh my gosh, with, with who is it? Um, Gregory Hines and um, uh, Billy Crystal. Okay. Oh my God. But there's a song from that. Shine sweet freedom, shine the light on me by um, Michael McDonald. And I heard yeah. that in the car today. And that has always, this movie was like, I think from like the late eighties or something like that. And I, every time it just used to make me so happy. And for the last 20 years, when I hear it, I think of the freedom of undoing the ego and it just makes me so happy. And I heard that in the car today and you guys, it's so interesting when we really think it's scary at first. Sometimes we feel like we're giving up, you know, something or part of ourselves or I don't want to look at the darkness, but when you do though, the light dispels it. And the feeling of freedom of of being able to just, give all your grievances over to really to look at them and say just admit it you know is is this is just where we start where we believe we are as bruce was saying is where the rubber hits the road we have to say hey i'm feeling this about this person i'm thinking this about myself i'm Mm -hmm. you know i'm berating myself i'm berating them i'm judging this and you're just you're just really looking at it and saying but i'm i'm willing to be wrong about my interpretation you know the course teaches the world is not a fact Perception is not a fact. It's an interpretation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So if we want to interpret through the ego's eyes, the world is real. We're a victim. Others are victims. Um, We're going to be in that pain and suffering because that is what choosing separation is. But choosing the Holy Spirit, we're still living normally here. We're not asked to sacrifice anything. Nothing's being taken away. When we're on the bottom rungs of the ladder here, we're just asked to look at our lives with a different set of principles. Forgiveness instead of judgment. Be willing to see that everybody here is in fear or no one would be appearing here. Be no reason to. <laughs> right? But we wouldn't need the remedial curriculum. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't need it. So these are some of the things we we look at just as we're starting out. Now, Bruce and I and even me and probably Bruce separately, like in all our teachings, we're we're always going to the non-duality and the metaphysics of it, not leaving it too far behind. But as Bruce said earlier, we also talk about the practical applications and where the rubber meets the road. And it's always how you're practicing, which means – You're always using your life as a classroom. If you're looking through the Holy Spirit's lens, that immediately takes you out of what's so terrible, just for a moment, back to the mind saying, but wait a minute, I'm being told I I can look at this differently. There is a different interpretation. Maybe I don't want to do it. Maybe I don't want to see it. But there was a time when I didn't know there were two parts to the mind. There was a time when I didn't know I had that choice. So that's progress, isn't it, right? That we know, hey, oh, my gosh, I could see this differently. I think this is a little weird. Maybe I think it's weird to say the world's an illusion. So then you don't say that. You just say, guess what? I would like to remove conflict from my life. Maybe I would just like to be more peaceful. You know what? I would like to see my relationships differently. Whatever it is. And then we start there, right? And as we start to undo this idea 
that we everything has to be suffering sacrifice you slowly are climbing up the ladder and maybe incorporating more of the more non-dualistic or definitive statements in the course like there is no world right but if it's too threatening to go back there always and be thinking of life is an illusion don't beat yourself up by not feeling that way like agree just start in your life where you are and be willing to see shared interest just be willing to see it differently you'll have your own curriculum between you the holy spirit or you and jesus you and god or as bruce calls it you and your inner kindness teacher which i love you will have your curriculum guys and you're never alone back to what we said at the beginning so don't worry if the, the metaphysics sometimes are just like, oh, my God, do I have to make this big leap? No, the answer is you don't. You just have to be where you, where you are and love yourself and forgive yourself when you're down on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. What did Ken say, Bruce? A good course student is a bad course student who forgives himself. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's so pretty that's, much it. Then you're a good course yeah. student because we know things are going to come up during the day that are going to trigger us, right? Mm-hmm. Just happens. Yeah. 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 yeah even uh, a couple of days ago, the lesson 95, where it talks about, okay, we we, we really need to to you know practice these lessons and let's let's you know step up the the uh, the vigilance for for remembering to, to do them like every hour if you can, or even every half hour, 15 minutes, some of them are requested. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> and, then, and, then it says, and then it says, but we've got to be willing to forgive ourselves for our lapses in diligence. So I, I was right. feeling re- really pleased that, that instead of the one or two times a day, you know, between the morning and the, and the just before falling asleep reading, I actually think I remembered the workbook lesson maybe two or three times instead of, of you know, maybe three or four times instead of one or two times. You know? <laughs> like, whoa. Not, that's progress. Whoa, there you go. <laughs> but, hey, but, you know, it's, good, that, it's that kind of thing. Is that it's like, you know, we, our whole uh, inertia and momentum in the world is to stay mindless. So if we can just kind of notice how much mental energy we devote to just storming ahead with the stuff that we do without giving any kind of regard to, you know, well, how does this impact everyone else? Or, or, you know, what does this really mean? Or how important is this really? You know, right. um, this, this next whatever I'm about to achieve or attain or, or accomplish or whatever is like, okay, and then what? Right. And then what's after that? And what's yeah. after that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so if we can remember that there's a, a place in our mind that does have that big perspective and does have um, a, a curriculum for us that allows us to be really gentle and patient and tolerant um, of all of our mind wandering. Um, but, but help us get off of that. You know, slowly but surely, if we can decrease the gap between noticing that we're not at peace and saying, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe there is another way of looking at this other than all the permutations of, of ego thinking that I haven't tried yet, <laughs> of which there are countless uh, <laughs> permutations. Right, right, yeah. right. exactly. Yeah, well said. You know, I, I'll give an example of, of how I was practicing the course. Um, there was someone that was close to me. I never, I don't want to name sometimes people specifically in case it's their private, you know, moment, but it doesn't sure. change yeah. the, the example, the teaching moment. But 
you know, someone close to me was um, in a temper tantrum, you know, and um, kind of projecting uh, onto me, right? Practicing tantrum yoga, perhaps? Yeah, (laughs) tantrum yoga, Bruce, that's hilarious. Tantrum yoga. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Wish wishfully. I wish it was more peaceful like yoga at the, in that moment. No. But you guys, let me just give you a thought system. What a thought that was going on in my mind. That is so funny. I'm gonna remember that. Tantrum yoga. Um and the thought was, okay, the person coming at me right now, okay, is a part of my fragmented mind i'm seeing this is part of my projection along with my body as jackie i can either join with this person in the tantrum yeah or i can join in the ego by being a victim right by being attacked or as a therapist by jackie the body feeling that she has to fix and help Right away, that means me, me doing the helping, okay? And instead, I remembered this, and I said, oh, my gosh, but nothing has happened here. And this person also has a right mind. And I'm joining with that right now because I'm able, in my mind, as I'm taking the attack, right, or the, I mean, just – Whatever. Yeah, attack is fine. But taking the attack, I'm looking at them and knowing in my mind and my awareness that they're not really doing that, that this was part of my dream and that I can choose my interpretation of this, which I chose to see it as a call for love. And my eyes softened, right? Just like the Course says, that's why I love it. My forehead was serene, meaning there was no worry there. You know, the wrinkles or guilt of worry or whatever, a burrowed brow or furrowed brow. And I just sat there and just that inner smile came in the midst of someone in a rage. Now, I had um, a client yesterday who said, was sharing about someone who had come at him and he felt guilty because he was thinking in the mind, gee, I'm not bothered by this. And he was asking me, is that because I don't care about this person's pain? And I said, oh, my gosh, I just got this hit of what a great teaching moment that this is. Because, no, what happens with the course, which is so wonderful, is that as you're starting to think that you're innocent and undoing, Bruce was talking about it earlier, undoing the ego, undoing these thoughts, That's how you perceive your brother. That's how you perceive yourself. They're one and the same. So back to my perceiving my brother this way, right? I was interpreting in the right mind as a call for love. Therefore, I softened. Therefore, I was joining. Therefore, I kept my peace. Therefore, we didn't further illusion, right? We're contributing to waking up the dream for the entire sonship. Sometimes what happens happened in my client's case, which was feeling guilty about feeling that you don't care about someone else's pain. And I want to be really crystal clear on this. All the Holy Spirit does is care and care about the pain. But when the ego's caring, 
you're reinforcing things that are not helping the sonship in the long run. Don't feel guilty about this. It's merely for clarification. When you're joining with someone in the ego and feeling that they're really doing something and being offended and being hurt, you're buying into that, right? Illusion. Now, that doesn't mean we don't do it sometimes. But again, just for clarification, when that was happening, I was looking at it as a call for love, which means you join with the right mind of that person, which reminds them they have another choice. And in your defenselessness, that's where the healing occurs, no matter what the other person is saying or doing. In my case, the other person softened, okay? It doesn't always happen that way. They could still be in a rage, but you would be peaceful knowing that you're recalling a part of your own projection, right? That can feel daunting sometimes. It can feel weird, but it isn't that you don't care. It's that you care more. You care in the true form of kindness, which Bruce was alluding to in his resurrecting kindness, not the ego's kindness as, oh, this poor person, poor you, you're separate than me, and look at the problems you have, and boy, I just, I just want to help you the best I can. Those are good intentions, right? But the Holy Spirit would, after you make that choice, would, you would get an insight in your mind. It would be an extension from the content of love, which still may be hugging the person, saying something, touching the shoulder, consoling in the most appropriate way. I hope everyone gets that. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be helping the person, but your starting point is waking everyone up from the illusion instead of furthering it. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of say that, you know, and share a little bit of my experience of how I interpret those things, you know, for many years now as calls for love, you know. Yeah, good point, good point. Another another thing that's that's challenging but so rewarding is to recognize that that whenever someone brings a, a problem to us, it's really our call for for help. It, it really <laughs> right. see, seen properly, and that's one of the things in the psychotherapy pamphlet, which is one of the two supplements of the Course in Miracles. That's that just kind of the first time I read it, it's like whack, you know, right in the middle yeah. of the forehead. Isn't like, that wonderful? You know, it, oh. it, it, it goes something like. Um, you know, healing begins when the therapist forgets to judge the patient. Well, I we're all patients and line. therapists of each other. I mean, that's that's exactly that, that, right. If I if I can remember that whoever I'm interacting with, whether it's whether it's a parent or a spouse or a family member or a coworker or or a fellow course student or you know a person on the street, uh, the person who's checking me out at the grocery store or or at the pharmacy or you know wherever I wherever I'm. I'm, I'm Pretty much have done all those things today. I think actually, yeah. And, yeah. and it, it, any interaction, whether it's a physical one or even just thinking about someone, those are opportunities to bless and to heal and to and to restore the innocence in our mind of our awareness of each person that we are thinking about or are work, working with, talking to, or whatever. So. Mm, every every moment is is, is an opportunity. Is an so that's opportunity. why all the specifics are the, the raw materials and they're the tools by which we take brick by brick the prison house that ego would make and use the same bricks, the same moments, the same the same space time coordinates, if you will, and and <laughs> yeah. create a create a, a a beautiful classroom 
of, of, of healing and restoration that where once a, a prison house stood, you know, and that's, yeah. and that's just by noticing that we have a different teacher always available to us. And that that teacher always says, what if, what if this person you're interacting with is really your own projection or your extension, depending on how you're looking at it. But seeing as this one, this person you're thinking about or interacting with as an extension of the innocence that you are and they are, and you share the exact same identity in that innocence, um, even if we don't really understand what that means, if we're just willing to consider that, mm-hmm. um, I think that's analogous to what the Course you know, uses in the phrase, you know, the, the Course doesn't ask for us to not have unkind thoughts or to, to, to not have, you know, not be angry uh, or upset. It just says, would, would you be willing to question those thoughts and, and be willing to, to drop them? You know, could, right. Could you, could it's a very important at, point. The, the ones that you just look at the thoughts you want to keep, and which which right. ones do you really want to keep? And the ones that we keep right. are the ones that we consistently bring to mind, and become habitual patterns that that build, uh, just in the same way that the 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 the, uh, the GPS circuitry in our our telephones and in our cars actually uses a signal that's so quiet that it's below the noise. In, in the in the spectrum that it's listening to, but it keeps listening to that exact frequency over and over and over mm. again until it's able to capture and lock onto that signal. And I think the Holy Spirit is much the same thing. It's that's our inner guidance system that we just have to listen more and more carefully until we're just completely locked onto that signal, and and then we get all the guidance we need in every situation. Oh, it, it's so true, and and the and the guidance always begins in with in the Holy Spirit mind saying saying you're innocent. Think along with me. <laughs> Nothing yeah. has happened here, right? There's no separation, and that takes form and insight, you know, and mm-hmm. things that decisions we're making without the ego present, which mm-hmm. means we're we're more peaceful. You know, it occurred to me before we close out here, Bruce. Um, I wanted to read something from um, chapter six again. Sure. Um, uh, section one, let's see, paragraph six. Um, Jesus says, you are not asked to be crucified, which was part of my own teaching contribution. You're merely asked to follow my example in the face of much less extreme temptations to misperceive and not to accept them as false justifications for anger, right? Because mm-hmm. as Bruce was saying, we're really a- attacking ourselves, right? When someone appears to be attacking us, it's really us attacking ourselves. It's really a part of our mind splintered out. So he goes on to say, there can be no justification for the unjustifiable. Do not believe there is and do not teach that there is, right? This means do not make attack real, right? Mm -hmm. Do not Mm -hmm. make assault real. Remember always that what you believe you will teach. Believe with me and we will become equal as teachers. Um, When I was seeing this person as attacking, when I was seeing it as a call for love and not responding with attack in my mind, accepting that we were one and forgiving this person for what they weren't really doing and then forgiving myself 
for dreaming the separation in the first place, that's the lesson that you're teaching. And that goes out to every mind. Ken's commentary after this um, paragraph I just read, which I love, is asking Jesus to help us return home means we wish to perceive as he does. Perception is everything. Remember, the world is, is not a fact, right? Perception is not a fact. It's, it's an interpretation. So we want to perceive right. as he does. Since no one can attack a son of God except the son himself, there's nothing to forgive, which means anger is never justified. As we learn this single lesson, we become increasingly like Jesus until the ego is gone and we become his equal. So this is so important. There's nothing to forgive, which means anger is never justified. It doesn't mean we're never going to get angry. It's just saying you're forgetting where it's coming from. You're forgetting that you're responding to your own projection. So we don't have to feel bad about getting angry. And Bruce, you were saying something earlier about, you know, not feeling bad about this, that, or the other thing and doing the things that we're doing. We're just asked to look when we're ready to say, wait, there may be a different interpretation of this because you know what? I'm tired of conflict in my life and I just want peace. And guess where that peace comes from? You. It doesn't come from anything outside. It's within, you know? And so I just think that such, these are such powerful uh, paragraphs. And then, you know, Ken just zings it right in there with his, <laughs> his commentary on it. But um, so, yeah, we, we judge ourselves and we forgive ourselves, right? Exactly. And that, the last line in that paragraph is believe with me and we will become equal as teachers. Well, that's the whole, the whole premise of the course is, is the metaphysics of non-duality. If, if, if there's an inequality – then all bets are off. And, and the inequality is really the, the whole premise of the ego's thought system, which is basically, you know, to paraphrase, uh, well, it's not real paraphrase, but, you know, to quote George Orwell's Animal Farm, you know, all animals are equal, oh, yeah. but some are more equal than others, you know. And, but that's, right. that's, that's the, the slippery slope of the ego is like, well, as long mm -hmm. as there's a difference and it's a big deal, We've forgotten that, you know, the, the Bill Murray mantra of his differences in this case just don't matter mm -hmm. <laughs> in truth. Now, now, on the level of form, yeah, you know, if you, if, if you take the wrong exit off the freeway, you're going to end up a different place. But, it, but right. if you choose what the course is saying is if you choose the wrong exit for your mind and get off on the ego off ramp instead of the Holy Spirit off ramp, that's the only, you know, road sign you need to pay attention to. <laughs> that's you know, right. That's, that's really it. You know, it gets that simple, you know, uh, and Thinking that's moment to everything. moment. Yeah. That's moment it, to it's moment. Always in the mind. Always in the mind. Always yeah. in the mind. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Bruce, as we're wrapping up here, are there any announcements or anything that you wanted to say um, before we close? Or? <laughs> well, I, I'm going to have a, another announcement that's going to be a fun one in a, in, a, in a, oh, gosh, a couple of days. But but I'll, I'll, I'll wait till next time to share that. Um, oh, good. And, okay. And uh, it'll, it's probably something you already know about that, uh, that you probably can't say anything about for a couple of days either. But, but uh, right. uh, it's going to be a pretty fun one for, for people who are studying the course. And, and meanwhile, I would always encourage people to visit uh, yeah, a handful of websites, and, and they all end in ACIM.org. Uh, right. <laughs> 
the ACM.org is the foundation for inner peace, the publishers of the course, um, the folks that are in, you know, mostly Marin County in Northern California, uh, not too we far from where, I, where I'm at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and then also FACIM.org, which is uh, the sister organization uh, currently oh, in yeah. Henderson, Nevada. Um, That's right. And, Love and them. Jeff Steber just doing wonderful work carrying on the work of Ken Wapnick. And, sure uh, and, the, and then there's some other teachers that, that are solidly, uh, you know, aligned with the spirit of that, that, that pure teaching, which is, uh, um, in particular, Tim Wise and Lynn Corona have a wonderful program. They have classes pretty much every day of the week uh, online. Fabulous. And that, you can go to, go to their website at sfacim.org for schoolforcemiracles.org. And, uh, and then hey, if, and if you're interested, there's one more, and that's my website, which is acimblog.com, and you can sign up for email um, bulletins from all four of those websites and yours too i, I also highly recommend <laughs> while we're at it and, and there's a bunch of others but but those those are Thanks. some that i encourage people to check out um and yeah. uh so yeah we're, we're really fortunate that we have these wonderful resources to to draw from and to you know uh, find and share inspiration from so absolutely so, i I just love it. Love, love all of them. Love, love all of you. And um, yes, my website too, for any new listeners is Jackie.news. I do have online Course in Miracles classes every month. These are free podcasts and there's other uh, just free broadcasts that I do sometimes on Zoom and whatever. So I just uh, invite you to check out uh, Jackie.news. I offer counseling sessions as well, mentoring sessions, uh, whatever people feel that, you know, would be that is helpful. So you can check that out. And um, Bruce, once again, I want to thank you so much for a fabulous discussion. Likewise. So it, just, it just occurred to me, there, there's a couple other people that, that we probably should mention too that I think are pretty darn good resources. And there's this there's guy named Gary Renard and, and his sister, Cindy Laura <laughs> Renard. And I think, I think they've got some pretty, you know, on, on the spot, uh, yeah. rod on commentary about the course too. So if anybody of hasn't course. checked them out, by all means do that too. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that I I feel like I'm always it's like what do you call it? Just a given that I mention that or people know they're my. But you're right, and we do mention them a lot, and that's needless good to, to say, include yeah. them in here. Yes, needless yeah. to say. So my wonderful brother-in-law Gary and my wonderful sister Cindy. So yeah, um, yep. Yeah, definitely GaryRenard.com uh, and CindyLaura.com. So thank you for that mention, Bruce. And thank all of you. And just remember, you're never alone. And, you know, when we think of this, the resurrection, you know, think of just awakening from this dream. And if you don't think of it even as a dream or an illusion, just awakening to more peace to inner yeah. peace, removing conflict from your life, right? Being able to navigate your life here from the starting point where you're in touch with your inner kindness teacher, your higher self, the Holy Spirit, instead of listening to the ego's counsel. And then you know you'll be on the right ladder when you're listening to the right-minded ideas. So uh, until next time, Bruce, I'm wishing you the best. I'm wishing all of you Likewise. out there love and blessings. And we'll talk to you real soon. Be well, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks.